Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. And y'all know what today is. It's Messy Monday. Yep. Messy Monday. Y'all already know I'm going to be messy. But don't forget, follow me on Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with a Z. All right, on today's show, I'm going to tell you all why James Harden won't win the MVP. And then, dear NBA... Enough with the overreacting is getting tired. But let's go ahead and start what I like to call throwing shade. Y'all know, see, y'all can't see me right now, but I got my glasses on. You know what I'm saying? I got my shades on, my my Nasachis, my uh, Fuchis, because I really can't afford all that name brand stuff. So, you know, I get the one with the first letter replaced. So instead of Gucci, it's like Fuchi. Instead of Versace, it's like Nursachi. I mean, all you're going to catch is the end part anyway. You're not really looking at the beginning to see what it starts with. As long as I can get that last little bit of uh, uh, that last little bit of the lettering, you'll be like, oh, that boy, Big Sarge, got on them Gucci's, huh, baby? I was like, show do got on them Gucci's. Yeah. But this little segment I like to call Throwing Shade. And today I'm going to throw it at my favorite former stiller and current walking topic. That's just running back Le'Veon Bell. Wait, hold on. I bet y'all thought I was about to say Antonio Brown, right? I bet y'all thought I was about to say Mr. Twerker. Nah, I'm not talking about um, uh, Antonio Brown right now. But who I am talking about is Le'Veon Bell. So, Mr. Bell, how are you going to tell the cops that the only description you have of the two women that robbed you was that they were naked. Like the only description you have of the two women is that they were naked. Seriously, bro, no cameras in your house, nowhere, no security cams in your house, nowhere. You're a multimillionaire, sir, and there's no security cameras in your house? Okay, wait, hold on. They ain't never seen you no pics in your... I mean, you ain't got no pics in your phone? Like, two women just showed up out the blue. You don't know who they were. You invited them in to have sex, lay in the bed naked with them. So you ain't got no cameras in your house. You ain't got no pics on your phone. No IG pics? Because I'm pretty sure they were two IG models. You got no IG pics? Nowhere? No DMs? Nothing? Come on, bro. You got to do better than this, Le'Veon Bell. 
Like you can't get got got like that, can you? The only description you have is when they asked you, well, what did the first lady look like? Well, I don't know. She was naked. Well, what did the second lady look like? Well, I don't know. She was naked, too. And then I left the house and they stole jewelry and clothes and money and shoes. Well, how much was it worth, uh, Mr. Bell? Oh, over a thousand. I mean, over uh, a million dollars. It was about a million dollars. They took about a million dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. Then they got appraised and it was like five hundred twenty eight thousand. Yeah. You deserve everything you got. If you can't provide the police with any more evidence or a better description than they were naked, you deserve what you got. I got a solution for you, though, Mr. Bell. Next time, next time you leave the house and you want to leave two naked women at your house, I know how you can keep all your valuables. I do. Listen to me now. The first one is for free. The next one you're going to have to pay me for. I know exactly how you can keep all your valuables. Just put it next to like your latest CD. Like I said, all your valuables next to your CD, I guarantee you they won't touch it. I guarantee, I promise you that whatever you left next to your CD will be there when you get back. Like I said, the first one's for free. The next one you got to pay for it. We'll be back. Looking for a one-stop shop for all your audio and video needs? Then look no further than Always Press Record Productions. With over 100 hours of original content produced, Always Press Record Productions has an experienced staff on hand ready to assist you with all your YouTube, podcast, and music video needs. Check them out at alwayspressrecord.com. Once again, that's alwayspressrecord.com. And remember, they press record and you become the star. Hey, welcome back. This is the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. I tried to add in a little bit of some of that Big Sarge. I can carry a note in a bucket. Anyway, this is Messy Monday. Don't forget, Messy Monday. And don't forget, follow me. Follow me. Look, hold on. Any more the words of the great Negro poet Tupac, Come with me to Twitter, baby. Run quick, see. Make sure y'all follow me on Twitter, Big Star Sports with the Z. All right, the 2019 regular season NBA awards will be given out tonight. And although there are other awards that are cool, like they got other awards like most improved player, best dressed, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year. Uh, they got all that other. They got all that six man of the year. All that is cool, but it's gonna be that MVP award that will be the most controversial one. Now, I've been on record, and I'll say it again. I, I said it in March on two consecutive days. The MVP award should go to James Harden. He deserves it. He does. He deserves it. And look, I would love to take, you know, credit for these stats, but I got these from at Rob K Sports on Twitter. Rob Kimball, right? I got these from at Rob K Sports. Follow him. He's a great follow. Harden is the first player to average 35 plus points and seven assists a game for a season. He's the only player with 500 plus assists 
and rebounds plus 28,000 plus points in one season. Let's not forget he averaged 30 points against all the teams in the NBA. Hit 30 points. Hit 30 points, not average, excuse me. He hit 30 points against all the teams in the NBA. Had a 30 uh 30 points a game streak uh during this season. I mean, at one point, James Harden was in fuego. Like in fuego, you couldn't stop him. And I mean, he was just putting up points after point. Night after night after night after night, he was putting up these buckets. And he kept the Rockets afloat in a competitive Western Conference when he was missing three of his star players. Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, and Chris Paul. Now, listen, I'm not taking anything away from the Greek freak. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Giannis. I'm not. He had a great season. But like I said on numerous occasions, I don't believe that if the Bucs would have lost Middleton, Lopez, and Bledsoe, that Giannis could have carried a team like James Harden did. There's no possible way that he could have carried a team like Harden did with the Rockets. See, when you look at a player like Giannis, somebody has to give him the ball. Like he has to get the ball in order to make plays. James Harden just makes the play. James Harden will make a will make a play. Giannis has to depend on everybody else to get him the ball in the right spots. When for Harden, every spot is the right spot. So like I said, I don't believe if they would have lost uh, uh, Chris Middleton, Robin Lopez, and Eric Bledsoe, if the Bucs would have lost them, I don't believe that Giannis could have carried that team like what James Harden did. So that's why I give him the MVP. If I had a vote, James Harden would get it. There's a bigger reason why. There's a bigger reason that you all are missing when it comes to James Harden not getting the MVP on tonight. Because I feel like he deserves it. I just don't feel like he'll get it. And let me tell you why. James Harden won't get the MVP because of his style of play. And listen to this. His GM. Both Harden and his GM, Daryl Morey, is light years ahead of the voters. Hear me out now. Hear me out when I say this. And I'm going to repeat this. James Harden and Daryl Morey or light years ahead of the people who actually vote for the award. See, James Harden has a very unique style. His step back, which a lot of you all call travel for the whole year. A lot of you all said that he was traveling until the NBA came out and said, no, he gets a gather step and two steps. Regular travel in, uh, High school and college is not the same thing in the NBA. The league officials came out, the league refs came out and said, you are, you are, are afforded a gather step and then two more steps after you've gathered. James Harden knew that. 
So what did he start doing this year? He started to do the step back, which guess what? Everybody else started doing it after him. After all the critics and all the haters said that James Harden, oh, he's traveling, he's traveling, he's traveling. And then it came out that he wasn't traveling. And then you moved on to the next thing, which is the next thing for me. Look at that. James Harden has a unique ability to be able to draw fouls. James Harden has the quickest first step in the league. Debate me. At me, Big Sarge Sports with a Z. James Harden's first step is unstoppable. And the reason why it's unstoppable is because if he once he jab steps you, once he jab steps you, you as the defender have to make a choice. Am I going to retreat to keep James Harden from getting to the basket? Or Am I going to stay put and let him go? I mean, am I going to, excuse me, am I going to retreat and let him shoot the jumper? That's what I meant to say. My bad. I'm getting old. Are you going to retreat and let him shoot the jumper, which he can hit from anywhere on the court? Or are you going to stay there and let him go by you? That's what makes James Harden so... That's what makes uh, James Harden so unstoppable. And because of that first step in his ability to be able to shoot the ball and to be able to get to the bucket. And once he gets to the bucket, he draws the foul. He initiates contact, but he also gets a lot of contact. On the three. He gets a lot of contact. You've got to give him the opportunity to be able to land. And sometimes you don't give him the ability to be able to land. So that's the first thing. They don't like James Harden's style of play, which is not outside of the rules if you look at it. I always compare James Harden to Bill Belichick. Watch the Patriots. Every year, they're going to do something throughout the season or in the playoffs that you've never seen before. And it's going to look like they're cheating. But when they when, when they go back and they review it and they watch it, they'll be like, no, this is in the rule book. It's in the rule book. They are not breaking the rule. That's exactly what James Harden does. He does not break the rule. He plays within the game, within the rules. Second thing, voters don't like Daryl Morey, a MIT grad, because he introduced analytics into the NBA. Because this guy, who is once again light years ahead of the voters, as smart as he is, Brought in a different system into the NBA that they're not ready to adjust to yet. So now what do we have to do? We're going to have to show you, Daryl Morey, that you ain't smarter than me. You may have graduated from Northwestern. You may have an MIT degree. But you ain't smarter than me. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it out on James Harden. I'm going to take it out on your star player. 
I want to make sure that he doesn't get the MVP because you think that you're better than everybody, Daryl Moore, because you think you're smarter than everybody. See, here's the problem. Most voters are old school. That's why you always see them comparing the uh, LeBron James to Michael Jordan. They have not gotten out of the Jordan era. They can't let go and say, man, there may be somebody else that's better than Michael, the next Michael. They can't. They can't let go of the bad boy Piston years. They can't let go of the 80s with the, the, the Lakers and the Celtics. They can't let go of that era. And so they're still stuck in a time warp. They're still stuck in the old way of looking at basketball. When in all actuality, the NBA has evolved. And y'all don't see that. Oh, man, you ain't finna win nothing with shooting all these three-pointers. Basketball, I remember there was a time where there was no blood, no foul. Y'all do realize that the game of basketball wasn't created to be WWE, right? Like y'all do remember that, right? Like you do remember that Dr. James Naismith did not create the game of basketball to be what it was in the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s. Basketball wasn't meant to be a contact sport like that. It just wasn't. So all the clotheslining you see back then, all the punching, all the grabbing, all the hard fouls, and stuff, basketball was never meant to be that way. And you know another thing? I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. Y'all can get mad at me. I don't care. A lot of those players from the 70s, 80s, and 90s would not make it in today's game because for a lot of them, their whole game was predicated on being able to foul, to be able to hard hand check, to be able to pull you out of the air, to be able to clothesline you, to be able to beat you up. That don't take no athletic ability. If I'm 6'7", 250, and I know that I can just punch you, and the only thing they're going to call is a foul, a common foul, take the ball out. Big Sarge, you tripping. You the guy on soft on us, Big Sarge? No. I'm just telling you that basketball was never meant to be that way. Football was. And a lot of those guys from that era would not make it in today's game because they're non-athletic. Speaking of non-athletic, that's what most of the voters are. And they're stuck in a time warp and they're stuck back in that era of that basketball. They won't let it go. And that's why a player like James Harden will only get one MVP. And that sucks. Because if he didn't deserve it any other years, he deserved it this year. Hey, listen, I'm pretty sure that um, a lot of those voters got an old school DeLorean too, right? We'll be back. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Big Sarge here, host of the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. And down here in the state of Texas, we are known for our great tasting barbecue. If you are looking for the best quality meats and full catered dinners at a very inexpensive price, 
make sure you contact Victor Smokebox Barbecue and Catering. Family owned and operated by Kevin and Ashley Victor, they are ready to handle all your catering needs. Just call 832-414-2409. Once again, that's 832-414-2409. Or follow them on Facebook at The Smokebox BBQ. Victor Smokebox Barbecue lives by the motto, We cook it low, you eat it slow. I'm out! Hey! What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? Charlie, what's up, what's up? Y'all doing, hey, look, y'all gotta be moving y'all shoulders to that song. Y'all remember that? What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? I guess it's just me. Welcome back to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Follow me at, on Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with AZ. Okay. Look, I'm all for social consciousness, right? I am. Especially for athletes who use their platforms to speak on social injustices. I'm all for that. Y'all remember the time when the NBA players, I think it was back in 2014, wore the I Can't Breathe t-shirts for Eric Garner, who passed away after being choked out by a New York City cop for selling loose cigarettes? Y'all remember when they wore those t-shirts? Or what about when they wore the hoodies with it had tea and Skittles for Trayvon Martin, who was murdered at the hands of George Zimmerman? Y'all remember that? Look, I was even happy when the Clippers players wore black shirts over the tops. Y'all remember that? In response to the racist remark that their uh, former owner, Donald Sterling, made. Like, I was all in support of that. I was. Those causes right there were some real causes. I, I I definitely I definitely support that and I and I appreciate that. But damn it, y'all done taking this too far. Y'all done taking this entirely too far. You know what? Y'all remember back in 2017 when uh, Draymond Green said this. And I'm reading this from the Sporting News, right? Back in 2017, Draymond Green said he still believes men who own sport franchises should should not be called owners. Even after Mavericks owner Mark Cuban demanded an apology and called him out for the particular opinion, Green isn't backing down from the comments he made on Instagram in October of 2017. Very rarely do we take the time to rethink Something and say, maybe that's not the way Green said at Harvard University Thursday afternoon via ESPN. Just because someone was taught that 100 years ago doesn't make that the right thing today. And so when you look at the word owner, it really dates back to slavery. The word owner, master, it dates back to slavery. We just took the words and we continue to put put it to use. Green's initial comments came after a quote from Texans owner, the late Bob McNair, Surface stating, we can't have the inmates running the prison. The Warriors forward then wrote sports owners should no longer be called owner, but instead should be referred to as chairman. Hmm. Draymond. You serious, bro? Like, I remember that. I remember that two years ago. And I thought that it was just Draymond being Draymond. I thought that that's what it was. I just thought that it was, you know, Draymond being Draymond. 
Draymond has said some asinine things. Draymond has said some things that make you scratch your head and you be like, ah, okay. So I'm thinking that's just Draymond being Draymond. But then on today, which is almost two years later, which is almost two years later, listen to this, according to the WashingtonExaminer.com. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver says the league no longer has any team owners. Instead, it will refer to owners as governor or alternate governor for a part owner. Some players, including Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors, claim the term is racially insensitive of slavery. The majority of team owners are white and the majority of NBA players are black, about 74%. Therefore, the term must be racist. This is a joke, right? Like somebody's playing a trick on Big Sarge, right? Like this cannot be real life, can it? You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. This is horrible. Adam Silver, I think that you do an outstanding job. I think that you do an amazing job. When I look at the commissioners of the professional sports, I always put you number one. But this is horrible. And you shouldn't have gave into it. You should not have given into this. This doesn't make any sense. Not using the word owner. So what's next? What you going to call a person who own a home? A governor of a home? I know that you may own this home, but since owner and ownership sounds racist or is considered racist, you are now governor of your home. You're also a governor of your car. You're not owner of your car. You don't own your own clothes. None of that. Where does it stop? Where? Where does it stop? Because this makes entirely no sense at all, y'all. We've got to do better. We've got to do better. And I'm talking from a perspective of an African-American male that knows that once he goes out here, sometimes he's automatically looked at as a suspect. I do. Does racism exist in this in this world? Yes, it does. And I've experienced it on this side of the water and overseas. I have experienced racism. But to say that the word owner from a person who actually owns the team is racist and the NBA caves into it, I can't do it no more. I guess maybe they should have used the word boss. Since I can't call you owner, maybe I can call you boss. Well, wait, that's offensive too, right? Because that's what inmates call the guards. And then we know that most of the inmates are black in jail, right? Most of the inmates are black men in jail. It's more black men in in prison than any other race, right? So we know that that's offensive too, right? So you can't call them owner and you can't call them boss because both of that's racist and offensive. Right. And let me stop right there. Hold on. Side note. 
As an African-American male, I have no problem with the word owner. I told you all before, I don't have a political affiliation. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not uh, independent. I'm a nothing. I'm a truther. I'm actually one of the most dangerous type of individuals that you want to talk to about politics because but because I don't stand on either side, but the truth right down the middle. You can't debate me and say, oh, that's all you're only saying that because you're a Democrat or you're only saying that because you're a Republican. I'm a nothing. I am a truther. Hear me when I say this. This is why they call you liberals so soft. This is a this is a liberal mindset. And I apologize up front for you getting mad, but sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm not. Our society has become so soft. Our society has become like to the point now where any and everything you do, somebody take it as offensive. Somebody feelings get hurt. Where did the word, well, when did owner become racist? I'm, I'm so confused when the word owner became racist. But you know what? All right. So. If y'all don't want to use that word, right, if owner can't be used, Draymond Green and the rest of the NBA players who agree with Draymond Green. Since that can't be used, let me tell you all something. I bet I'd ever, ever hear you refer to your necklace as a piece and chain. I better never hear you refer to your necklace as a piece and chain. I mean, because slaves wore chains and then, you know, know what, Draymond? Never mind. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast with your host, Big Sarge, right here on Messy Monday. And y'all know how we end this thing. All my Vietnam veterans, welcome home. Germany, good night. All my active duty military personnel that's downrange, good night. It is now time for Big Sarge's Article 15. Stacy Rupp, come get this work. According to Yahoo.com, mother arrested for abandoning son in McDonald's to gamble. Once again, mother arrested for abandoning son in McDonald's to gamble. A mother left her nine-year-old child alone at McDonald's to gamble at a casino because, and I quote, he drives me crazy. Police say Stacy Rupp, 34 of Phoenix, Arizona, dropped off her nine-year-old son at McDonald's in Peoria on Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m., then hit Desert Diamond Casino located one mile away. An employee observed the unsupervised, dirty, and disheveled boy and called the police. Staff, uh, staff showered the boy with the coloring book, ice cream, and cookies. Read a police report. Officer Brandon Shefford of the Peoria Police Department tells Yahoo Lifestyle that the boy was not upset. He said his mother dropped him off in order to gamble, but noted she always comes back. Hmm. 
Rupp had left her son unattended for two hours. Rupp arrived minutes after law enforcement with excuses. According to the police report, Rupp first told officers she was grocery shopping at Fry's Marketplace located in the same shopping area as McDonald's. Then she admitted she messed up and went to the casino. He drives me crazy and steals my money, said Rupp of the boy in the police report. According to Arizona Family Court document state, Rupp did not provide a cell phone or any type of means of communication to the victim uh, for him to get in contact in, in contact of her in case of an emergency. Uh, Miss Rupp, I just got a couple of questions. Who was supposed to watch your son at the McDonald's? First of all, you can barely get, get good service at McDonald's. They barely want to say, welcome to McDonald's. Can I help you? And now you turn them into a babysitting service. That's the first thing. Second thing is how bad of a gambling addiction do you have to where you're dropping off your son so you can go to a casino? Hey, won't you do like everybody else? Take him to the convenience store with you and sit at the little slot machines right there. Play that. Here's another suggestion. Buy lotto tickets. That's gambling as well. You know what else? I'm pretty sure you got a cell phone. I'm pretty sure you got a computer. I'm pretty sure you got some type of internet, Wi-Fi. Gamble online. But what you can't do, what you can't do is you can't leave your son at a McDonald's in order for them to take care of him. That makes absolutely no sense. And then you say, he drives me crazy and steals my money. Welcome to the world of being a parent. Let's exclude that stealing money part. He drives me crazy. He's nine. What else would you expect from a nine-year-old? He's nine. He's not 19. He's not 29. He is nine years old. Just in case you didn't know, because according to the report, you got other kids. So either they're older and you've dealt with uh, a child that has been nine years old before or they're younger and you got some more nine year olds coming. Either way, you're going to have to learn to get it together, ma'am. Because if you dropped him off at McDonald's, where are you going to drop the next one off at Wendy's? Which one of them get dropped off at Burger King? I guess the one you really don't like, you take the Dairy Queen, huh? But you can't leave them there because, well, you know, Dairy Queen don't get enough business. Hey, I got something for you, though. I got something for you, ma'am. If you really, 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 really want it, really want it, your son taken care of, you should have took him to Chick-fil-A. When you came back, he would have had a bath. New clothes, his hair would have been combed. He would have been reading on a seventh grade level. He's already would have known algebra. They probably would have given him a job with benefits already. And he was like, wow, young man, you're very articulate. Where did you learn all this from? Should have left him at Chick-fil-A. Thank y'all for tuning in. I'm out. All hard work, all hard work, all hard work.